Welcome to Good People, Cool Things, the podcast featuring conversations with entrepreneurs, writers, musicians, and other creatives. I'm your host, Joey Held, and today's guest is Michelle Mel, the founder of the XC Total Body Exercise Bike for Home Fitness and Physical Therapy. And this is a bike... I mean, I've never really seen anything like this, and I am sure it's it's going to be a little mind-blowing for you too, but it's a portable recumbent exercise bike that can help both for your fitness goals and any kind of physical therapy or getting back into shape. I have broken my foot, my wrist before, and I would have loved to have this while I was recovering from both of those injuries, and Michelle is just such a, a cool person with a lot of great business experience and experience working with athletes of all different kinds. She has a gold medal, as she's going to share, that she got from a client of hers, which is so cool. And she'll talk about her business goals, how she broke her leg while listening to Thriller. It's a little more complicated than that, but I think that's a fun way to tease it. And we've just got all different kinds of good fitness tips and I know I personally felt super motivated to work out as soon as I listened to this episode, so I hope you do as well. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can reach out joey at goodpeoplecoolthings.com or on Facebook or on Twitter or on the brand new Instagram at GPCT podcast on all of those. You can also do yourself a little shopping at the store. Wear a nice t-shirt while you're doing your workout or have a mug for water. Or I guess you could put something else in there while you're working out, but water is probably the way to go. And you can visit that at goodpeoplecoolthings.com slash shop. And while you're doing that, let's hop on into our conversation with Michelle. Give me your elevator pitch, but also tell me the elevator that we're on while you're giving me this pitch. We're in a hospital elevator on the way to the ICU to visit a friend who has an injury right? And some limited mobility constraints. And we're going to talk about what it's going to take to get them back to their way of life. We do multiple things with XE, but we're coming out, we're up on the, the, we have a portable exercise bike, right? And that exercise bike works like large pieces of exercise equipment found in physical therapy, um, clinics and gyms, upper body ergometer, exercise bikes, recumbent exercise bike, an upright bike, but it's all in one tiny little device, okay, that fits anywhere, fits in an overhead on an airplane. So as you're in the ICU and you want to leave there with your health better intact, let's start you cycling in the hospital bed, okay, so that we can help with prevent, preventing blood clots, really focus on getting you moving. And I know that this person in the hospital is an athlete and wants to return to their sport someday, but it takes time, it's a process. And so we have created this device that works along the entire life cycle of somebody's fitness journey. Whether they have a limited mobility that is due to an injury, a disability, it could be temporary, it can be permanent, but we view exercise as medicine. And so let's get you pedaling in the bed And then we'll get you pedaling at home and then we'll increase the intensity and work on getting back on the ski slopes because we cover the whole range of that fitness experience. I know what caught my eye with with XC was that it's not really like a a standard, you know, like Peloton obviously getting a lot of buzz during the pandemic time and, and being kind of more that recumbent style and like it seems a lot more portable, which is great. Was that always something that you had 
you had wanted? Um, or, or did you just kind of see that that was an area that's really not as well covered? So I've always wanted it to be portable from the very beginning. I had very specific, like I wanted it to be under 15 pounds. That was really important to me. I wanted it to be small. And initially I actually wanted it to fit in a backpack. And the whole idea of XC initially started right around the time I had turned 40. I was running around like a crazy person. I ran my business before and I was taking my son somewhere. And then we finally kind of decompressed and I took him to the skate park and we're sitting at, he, I'm watching him at the skate park and I'm sitting down and I'm like, and I sat all day at my desk and I looked down at my watch and I had 2,200 steps for the day. And I was like, I had recently had pain in my chest. I had put on some weight from stress. And I was like, what happens if I just kind of turn this bench into an exercise bike? Like right here on the sideline of my kid's sport, I could actually just pedal. And, and that's where the initial idea came. And instead of cycling at that time, I started stepping on, up on the bench and I felt a little bit ridiculous and embarrassed my kid, but whatever, I, I'm pretty good at that. <laughs> um, and then I kind of sat on the idea for a long, for a while. And then all the way through that first year of being 40, I gained more weight. I just had a stress, a lot of stress. And my business partner um, wasn't working with me anymore. She went, went to go be mom and um, I put on more weight. And again, I, you know, I have a genetic disposition um, towards heart disease. And, um, and then I broke my leg during all of that. And I started using a prototype that we had created I couldn't pedal my legs, but I could pedal my arms. But um, so next thing you know, I'm like, oh my God, this thing is amazing. Like I can get my heart rate really high, right? With just my upper body. And so it transitioned from being, you know, just like a recumbent exercise bike to being full body. But I wanted it to be portable because I wanted to be able to move to any room. I wanted it to be able to move to the sideline of my kids' sports to, you know, anywhere that I need it while I travel. I take it with me when I travel all the time. Um, you know, so that portability was always super important to me. Okay. A couple follow-up questions from that one. How did you break your leg? Uh, two, did you have uh, a prototype along the way that was like ridiculous or like almost funny and like how the final product had like no elements of it? Cause I always feel like there's a good, like, like one good prototype where it's just like, you look at all of you them and you're like, it? that's kind of, yeah, I would love I to. I have it. Hold on. Let's do Hold it. on. Let's take these out. Hold on. <laughs> I'll show it to you. I actually keep this in the office. I keep every version in the office because we've been through multiple versions. So I, to your first question, I broke my leg roller skating at the skating rink. Wow. And I'll never forget it because Thriller was playing. <laughs> and, and I wasn't trying to like shoot the duck. I was just skating and rollerblades. Not a good idea. And I fell and I twisted my leg and I broke it really bad. <laughs> like really bad. Rod, screws, plates. Oh. I was in a boot for almost six months. It was horrible. I didn't heal. Um, it was it was pretty rough. But uh, so the prototype, we were pretty far along. Let me see if you can see this. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it is. It works to this day. I keep it in here for just kind of a reminder for how far we've come. But the original idea of the device in terms of friction-based resistance, um, what we've patented is... It's an, it's allows the device to not scoot away from you. Now I should have the pretty one in here, but I don't, <laughs> um, <laughs> but it allows the device to not scoot away from you. I'm going to drop that. See, and it's very durable. I just dropped it on the floor. <laughs> so, um, it allows the device to not scoot away from you while you're pedaling. So there's all kinds of portable exercise equipment on the market, 
but they all max out a very low resistance because it scoots away from the rider. And as soon as we figure, and my co-part, my, my co-founder, you know, who's a hardcore cyclist, aerospace engineer, amazing. The, what he came up with in that first prototype, we actually ended up, that was our patent. It was like the first thing that he sent to me is what we ended up patenting is core to everything that we do. So we had a really good patent out of the gate. I mean, a really good um, prototype out of the gate. That's awesome. I liked that visual demonstration. We don't <laughs> always get that. It's pretty nice, pretty nice. <laughs> well, that's what's one fun thing about having a physical product, right? You get to like touch it and feel it. I mean, we have a mobile coaching application as well. And I just kind of like, look at, look at it. It's so pretty. <laughs> but, um, you know, the hardware is kind of where, where the heart of the company is. Absolutely. And I think that leads to a good sort of shift, I guess, in the, the entire home workout industry, mm-hmm. which COVID has brought on. Because uh, I know I've been working out more at home because I still yeah. don't really trust going to a gym right now. Yeah. And yeah. what other ways have you seen that hey, we're in pandemic times now and all of a sudden home workouts, people are in need of them. Like, have you seen and heard a lot of, I don't know if horror stories is the right word, but just people needing that to keep up that physical activity? I do. And so our core area, like I have had Olympians, NFL, like athletes, um, it's like people who do mogul skiing, you know, Paralympic athletes, really amazing athletes on our device and had them completely winded. I am not, you know, in super shape, but I'm in decent shape and I only use XC, you know, so I, you can really get a vigorous workout with it, but in the pandemic specifically, it has been a little bit of that, like, Hey, I can't get to the gym. You know, I need some, um, I need greater access to home. And it's definitely been more centered around people who are greatly impacted by COVID, right? They have an underlying health condition. They're, it's not just about being scared. It's actually not safe for them to go, you know, and, and it's very state to state, obviously, and worldwide, we're worldwide. But so when a lot of, like, we've seen a dramatic uptick in our sales and a lot of it has been, hey, um, like I broke my leg, what am I going to do? And they you do it the same way that I did and just hammer their arms. But we also have things where like I have, um, we have a version for people who are bedridden, for example, where they can pedal in bed. And there are a lot of people who have had, you know, traumatic brain injury. They, um, I, we had this one customer, he was dropped in the hospital and ended up with a TBI and his, you know, the pressure Like he usually would have somebody come into the home and take care of him or a physical therapy service would come pick him up and then take him, you know, to a physical therapist or or we've seen where they, uh, a service would come and take them to the gym and they can't do that anymore. So there's also just this, there's a huge population where they're homebound and they're kind of scared and they do, you know, a lot of people, one one thing I, I hope people walk away with after this for COVID is just how many people have heart disease, right? How many people have type two diabetes? How many people have vascular conditions, respiratory conditions that we just kind of don't talk about, right? And so I I feel um, lucky in so many ways that we kind of gravitated towards this niche. We can help anybody exercise, but for me what like, and Mike, what lights us up is that we can help people who don't really have access to exercise, like eliminate those barriers for them in a wheelchair, right? Um, 
you know, but a lot of it does come down, you know, if you got like, my husband is a type one diabetic, I don't want him at a gym right now, you know? So um, it comes down to that for us in terms of where our passion is. And it tends to be around age related injuries, disabilities, and health conditions, which I have my own. I'm 47 years old. I have, you know, I have a genetic disposition towards heart disease. I have freaking vertigo right now, which is driving me crazy. Um, it's insane, but, um, you know, my leg is crooked and permanently crooked from where, from my injury. I have a history of blood clots from that injury that I have to be careful on. So we're super careful you know, and I, um, so that's kind of, you know, we're centering on those people who have health conditions who are worried, right? And they already do exercise, right? They, and they are the most inspiring people ever. They just need better access to it. And that's where we're focused on. One of the things that I noticed too, and some products will have this of guided videos, um, yeah. but something that you also offer is visual illustrations, which I feel like is yes. not as common. I'll get those sometimes if I'm going, like I was at the doctor a month or so ago uh, mm -hmm. and basically told them how like sometimes, yeah, I'll get kind of like vertigo sort of dizziness feelings. And they gave me some illustrations to uh, and some exercises to try at home. And, and mm -hmm. I thought that was tremendously helpful having those illustrations because I'd read the instructions. I'm like, I don't really know what they're saying right here. And then I'd look on the yeah. next page and there's pictures that and like go through that. And I think, yeah. I think that's a, an element that, is both a good complimentary piece to the videos, but also can stand mm -hmm. alone on their own. There's sometimes I'm watching a video and I'm like, I don't know how that person did that. And for whatever yeah. reason, like a series of illustrations is like clearer to me for certain things. So was that, again, was that always something that you wanted as like a visual component to the workouts? Or was that something you kind of added based off feedback that you had gotten? So I always wanted a mobile coaching platform to go with it. So we launched the company on Kickstarter um, and it's actually exactly five years ago, oh, like wow. next week in five <laughs> years. And um, we launched with a mobile co coaching component. There's guided workouts, there's video workouts. And, um, and I think my own experience of going through physical therapy, anybody who's been through physical therapy, you get that handout from the PT, right? They always give you a handout and you have to do the handout and you have to follow along and then you never can find the handout. And then you have to like pause and look at it. And it's kind of a pain in the butt. So, um, that illustration with drawings on what people can do didn't come until about two years ago. So, um, you know, and it, but it is at like the people who do our videos, I do a lot of the videos and most of the videos. And then we have videos that we do with physical therapists who specifically break it down. And that intention out of the gate, like I was very intentional about wanting that to come from physical therapists, knowing that we were going to be working with people in a lot of medical fitness applications. So yes, always intentional on the mobile coaching application, not so much on the, on our drawings that make it very easy to follow, but, um, I love, I love our drawings. Like, and I was very specific, like with her, I was like, I don't want her too skinny. I want, I don't want her too muscular. I want her to have a realistic kind of body composition. So that people, I I'm tired of like the fitness buff, perfect abs, you know? And, um, and I think a lot of people are, I think it's demotivating to a lot of people. Yeah, for sure. I think when you see a more realistic portrayal, it's almost comforting in a sense of like, oh, okay, I can I can make this happen more than 
oh yeah here's this shirtless guy with a somehow a 12 pack of abs which i don't yeah. even know how that's possible and then you know he didn't get those 12 pack of abs using whatever he's selling oh no right yeah. all kinds of other things but i'm i'm super adamant about only using XC. I mean, I mountain bike, I ski, I do all kinds of other things, but when, in terms of my exercise, I'm very focused on only using XC so that I can say, listen, you know, I've been doing this for five years, 20 minutes, five to six days a week. You know, do I have a perfect body? No. Do I am, am I trying to have a perfect body? I'm not, I'm just trying to be healthy and be strong. And so um, I'm very, very purposeful in how I use XC for, to show that, okay, we can do this. It's possible. Right. So I think, I think people relate to it a little bit. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's, speaking of relating, I think we've got the holidays coming up. Somehow we're in mm-hmm. Q4 already, just about, which is I know. bonkers. Uh, and the holidays traditionally, who knows how the, it'll look this year, but traditionally are a time where working out seems to go a little bit to the wayside. Uh, I know yeah. I go to visit my family in Chicago. My parents are up there. So the idea of working out outside sounds terrifying because Mm -hmm. of the potential for frostbite. And uh, of course, you know, you're going to holiday parties. Again, that might look different this year, but you're probably still not eating as well as you normally would throughout the course of the year. So what have you seen both from a personal perspective and just from, you know, tips you've learned along the way of how to keep up with your fitness goals during what is normally a pretty chaotic time. It might even be more chaotic this year. It is, you know, so I can, I can answer that question in a lot of ways. And I'll I'll start with this. And right. I remember as we were entering 2020, it was kind of like, we're all looking at it, like through this clear vision of 2020, like vision or eyes, like there's all these references to, you know, kind of what we want. It's 2020. What do you see happening? And I think right now is the time that we don't, you know, you in next June, we don't want to start talking about 2020 in hindsight, right? Everybody's in, it's 2020 in hindsight. And right now, if we don't take our, care of ourselves in these last three months, and especially if we've let ourselves go since COVID starting, right, we're going to enter 2020 a lot less healthy and a lot more predisposed to disease, right, that we might already be carrying, So my biggest advice is like, if you've put on the COVID-19 weight, right? And I put on a little bit of weight myself and I get it. It's just, it's home and comfort food and all kinds, it's hard. But most of the time we'll put on five pounds during the, you know, during the winter months. And it's like, we're not bears. We don't, we're not supposed to hibernate, right? So it's like, start now, put in, put that 2020 behind us in terms of our health right? And like, what can we do to at least maintain what we have or get healthier before the end of the year and then into 2021? And um, what I like to do, I like to look at exercise like snacking on potato chips is what I call it. And they've redone the exercise guidelines. Like it used to be, and I think the gyms had a lot to do with this. Like I love gyms, don't get me wrong, but it was like, okay, you have to go to the gym for 45 minutes to an hour, right? To feel like you actually had a benefit and nobody in their right mind wants to pay for a gym membership or they're going to go 10 minutes, right? Or they're not going to want to um, go to the gym like four times a day to exercise for 10 minutes. But the new exercise guidelines, they are very specific from the, um, the Department of Human Health and Services that it all adds up, right? So two minutes here, five minutes there, 10 minutes there, it all adds up. 
So like we can do that when we're at home when while we're, you know, maybe we're working at home more, um, even when we're traveling, I just drove eight hours this weekend. I pulled over three times and did jumping jacks on the side of the, on the highway. Um, because I have a history of blood clots. It's not very smart for me to drive and not stop and do something. Um, you know, so snacking on exercise, like two minutes here, 10 minutes here is why we made our mobile coaching application. So interval based and short workout based where you can get, create your own workouts or you can do seven minutes. And then you know what happens? It's one seven minute workout turns into a 14 minute workout. And then you're the next, by the next time you're like, hey man, I did 14 minutes today. I can do another seven tonight. And at least I got 21 minutes in. So it's like snacking on them throughout the day, pushups, uh, you know, squats. I mean, XE, we do so many different things. We have so many different exercises, you know, so obviously pedaling XE, but arm circles, arm circles, like, I, I don't know. Do you wear an Apple watch? I do not. No, I have not. Been okay. Got to get like sometimes I will, <laughs> I will test myself and I'll go get the groceries and put my heart rate on just to see what happens. Right. Or I will um, stand and do arm circles and your heart rate will jump, but, but like actually quite a bit by doing arm circles. So squeeze in snack on exercise throughout the day. And then maybe try to squeeze in one particular kind of workout, you know, in addition to everything you've already done for the day. So snack on exercise, like they're chips. If you eat one, you're not only just going to eat one, you're going to eat like two, three, and then maybe the whole bag. I like that analogy a lot, <laughs> especially as a, a chip aficionado, maybe not as much as some other people I know, but it's, it's definitely a relatable pr approach and totally agree. When we were still in the office, I, our company for a while was doing like on the hour exercise breaks, mm -hmm. basically, where mm -hmm. we'd get up and we'd, we'd kind of set an activity for the day. So yeah, maybe pushups, maybe squats, wall sits. Uh, and it was like really comforting. And I think you were saying how I, uh, you know, you're embarrassing your son during, uh, during his game. <laughs> oh, yeah. But like, I think once you get over that initial, and it sounds like you, you're like, whatever, I've done this before. It's fine. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah. getting over that initial sort of like, oh, it's a little, you know, a little unorthodox to be doing exercising in the office. But so many people were jumping in then too, because they're all like, hey, this is, this is beneficial. And, and some people wouldn't. And it was just like, hey, I'm going to do push-ups next to you. Like, you're still working at your desk. That's fine. Both of us are, are accepting of what the other one's doing. And I, I personally very much enjoyed it because, yeah, I've been sitting down for the last hour. Like, why not get up and, and get a little exercise? Do we have to? I mean, I did it for years. I did it for years. And I, you know, just sitting down hours upon hours upon hours and never moving. And the other thing that the research shows, right, you could be a triathlete, you could run marathons, you could be in the best shape of your life. But if you sit at your desk all day, right, and you don't move, they don't cancel each other out right? It's like you still, if you sit at your desk all day and it doesn't matter if you, you know, still get your minimum requirement for exercise to fight preventable disease, sitting at your desk all day is still really bad for you. You know? So I agree. It's what even calf raises at your desk, like there's so many things that you can do. And I like to really mindfully focus on what muscles or what I'm doing while I'm doing calf raises. I'm like, Oh, wait, Wait, and then I got to engage my core while I'm doing that. Oh, wait, I'm like actually feeling that in my quads a little bit and like mindfully center on what you're moving and what you're helping. I think that helps too. For sure. For sure. And I think that's a, a good reminder of really any exercise is like, yeah, pay a little attention to what you're working on, what's going on. And yeah. you you really do focus that much more on on it. And I I can only speak for me, but I know I've always seen better results when I do that. 
Uh, yeah. So I think yeah. that's a I think so. terrific reminder. I think so. I, t- I try to tell people to do that during a warm up, um, like when we're pedaling our arms, right, with XC. It's like feeling what's going on with your rotator cuff. If you're coming backwards, what's going on with your shoulders in the back? How are you sitting up, right? And, uh, how, if we're sitting on the couch and we're pedaling XC, you know, what happens if you sit up versus lay down? And then, you know, um, foot fitness, I'm a huge fan of foot fitness. And, we, you know, we don't take care of our feet really well. So we actually encourage people to pedal barefoot or with their socks. And it's like, hey, take a moment and curl your toes and like feel the joint muscle and, you know, motion is lotion for the joint, like feel the joint moving. And then all of a sudden, maybe you didn't work up a big sweat, but all of a sudden you have more mobility in your knee than you've ever had. It's crazy. So, you know, just moving, like moving is everything and exercise is every, you know, for, for greater health. But um, I mean, I could go on and on, and on <laughs> for this stuff. Sorry. Yeah. As someone who has broken his foot, I cannot oh. stress enough yes get yeah. get that mobility <laughs> whenever oh, you sure. can it's wonderful <laughs> yeah you like you know use it or lose it it's real and especially like you get to 40 and then you know 50 and then so it, like it just becomes harder so we have to take care of ourselves you know it's like don't put it off if you're in your 20s and 30s it's like no game on let's go right it's like it's uh like investing in a retirement account or something mm-hmm. like that. Like you start now and you'll have, you'll have a much better benefit all those years down the line. Now, moving from the exercise to more of the business side of things, you're about to celebrate five years. Congratulations. Since the Kickstarter, Thank at least. You. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, what's surprised you the most about running a business? About running a business? You know, I think the, uh, so my, I had a business before this that I ran for, for 14 years and I've worked with startups my entire career. So I'm pretty well versed in kind of the aspects of, of running a company. Um, but the things I think that has surprised me is when I actually had, uh, is the emotional roller coaster of it. I consider myself to be somewhat of a pretty strong person, you know, um, not rattled easily and also not like, not somebody who's on an emotional roller coaster, pretty, pretty stable. And I was sort of like, when I went full-time in on XE, I, I ran XE for two years, working two jobs and then um, to pay for it and bootstrap the company. And then I went in full-time and all in, and I had never had, I have had never not had a paycheck. Like from the moment I graduated from college, I had a paycheck. And so that freaked me out way more than I thought it was going to freak me out. I mean, I'm telling you, I had anxiety. I felt like I had panic attacks. I couldn't sleep. And, you know, my husband's nice and all, I love him, but like, I don't like to be, I just, I was super uncomfortable with being really dependent on him financially. And I wasn't expecting that. And so then it was like, oh, I need to make more money. You know, like it was just stressful. So um, I think that was the biggest surprise to me that kind of caught me off guard. Nice. Yeah. I, I, would imagine that's uh, definitely a big change early on uh, of, yeah. of like, wait a minute. And did you go and check your, your bank account? Like when you were supposed to get paid, I feel like I would do that still. Like I'd log out and be like, Oh, Oh, wait, Oh no, it's not there. I think I, I, I think I checked my bank account more frequently. Like, Oh my God, how low is this getting? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean that. Um, and, and just like all of a sudden not feeling like, I could go buy myself something or I could, um, you know, if we're going to go out for dinner or I was just much more, I felt like we were early in our marriage uh, again, like, Mm. 
you know, where we didn't have a lot of money and we had to really talk about everything. And, you know, we've been kind of privileged in that way. My, my husband and I have both made um, a good living. And so all of a sudden it was like, I just jumped back to being right out of college and just really, really thinking about finances a lot. And it was a purposeful decision to bootstrap the company. So I was kind of expecting that, um, but not to the extent that I felt like I lost a little bit of independence, um, financial independence where I'm like, oh, I want to get my hair done. Oh, oh God, like how much does that cost? Like, can I really go get my hair done? Or um, little things like I needed some new clothes and my clothes are horrible. Like mm -hmm. I need some new clothes. And I just, and I felt this tremendous sense of guilt and so, and responsibility. Um, yeah, so that was, that was probably, I think that was probably the biggest thing that caught me by surprise. None of the business stuff. Like, I love that part. That part's <laughs> the fun part, right? But the the that other side of stuff was a little shocking to me. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a reasonable fear for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, a question that I always like to ask, and maybe I like it because it's it's really no work for me, but a question that you wish you were asked more frequently, uh, and. For you, it was what motivates you to be such an advocate for fitness and health. And I feel like you've touched a little bit on, on it, but is there any sort of other, really any other reasons why you're so passionate about this? You know, um, it's a really good question. And I, you know, I, can I cuss on your program? Of course. Like, I really want it in the beginning. I don't know if it's appropriate, but I, I almost thought of our tagline as being fuck fitness. Okay. <laughs> because, and then that wasn't appropriate. Because it was like, it's not the fitness piece that motivates me. It is the stories of the people who need access, who can't have it, who don't have it. And for me, I thought it was time. I thought I just didn't have time. I had time. I would sit on my butt in the evening, like 730, every night consistently. We watch exercise. I mean, we'd watch TV as a family. That's when I use Zexy. Now, I have time, that time. I don't have a lot of other time, but I have that time. It's still my time that I do it. You know, but it is the, I, 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 can't, I get thank you emails. Um, this weekend on the sideline of my son's baseball game, I'm coordinating with a physical therapist who is using our device in a way that I had not thought of with a stroke patient. He sends me a text message on the sideline of my, base, my kid's baseball game. I almost start crying, right? I have another lady who just, this was just this weekend. She has horrible back pain, like really bad back issues. And she has a lot of things going with her core. She can't, she's not supposed to engage her core. And so she had originally bought a device that anytime somebody buys our bed bike our, that we say is for hospital beds, I call them because I want to know what's going on. And I ended up calling her, asking her to give me a call. And I walk her through everything. And I'm like, you don't need the bedridden version because you can get to the floor. And there's so much more that you can do with our other version. Um, you can upper body, lower body, all kinds of things that she can do. And I mean, she sent me the nicest message, right? So it's, it's helping people in that they really don't have access to other means. And they are the most motivated and inspired people. And maybe they do have that, but the equipment that we match is thousands of dollars, thousands of dollars. An upper body ergometer, a good one's 2,500 bucks, right? A really good recumbent bike, $1,200, right? Lying down on the floor and pedaling with your legs, nobody does that. We're the best at it in the world, you know? So we take thousands of dollars of exercise equipment, right? And we put in one little tiny device. And so, and it really helps people. So that, I mean, that's, 
that's the only reason I'm doing this. It's too hard. Like if it was all about people and how they look in their bathing suit, which is, I'm not putting that down because it's important to a lot of people, but that would not get me up every day. It just wouldn't. I don't think I'd get Mike up every, every day either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really like the, the aspect of calling them and just mm -hmm. to, just, yeah, to learn more about really their story and everything that's going on there. And I think that's something that a lot of companies can be doing and yeah. I'm trying to think of the last time I purchased something and got a call or even like a, a personalized sort of note of like, Hey, you know, I want to learn more about you and, and your use with this product. Oh, so. We have, yeah. I, I keep another thing where do I have it right here? Let me see if I have it. I just had it in my hand. Um, <laughs> my desk is a mess. I don't know if you can see it behind me. Uh, I put it somewhere. Oh, I have it right here. Um, I keep it on my desk. Like, so this is a metal, a gold medal from one of our customers. She's a Paralympic gold medalist um, in the warrior games for the military. She's partially paralyzed. And she um, hurt her, she hurt her shoulder. She's partially paralyzed in one of her legs. She has an XC. She's been amazing. Like we've become friends. And she, she gave us one of her gold medals. She won a gold medal and she sent it to me with a handwritten note. Oh, like, that's awesome. I mean, we have so we have so many amazing stories like this that it's just like, of course, this is what I'm doing. Like, why wouldn't I be doing this? It's insane, right? Who we get to help and impact, and it changes everything when you can actually be able to do stuff. Like this weekend with this person with a stroke, um, they have not been able to pet, do any form of exercise independently on their own for nine months since they had their stroke. He was crying while he's pedaling our device. Like this is the physical therapist telling me this because he could do it by himself, right? It's just, that's it, that's a long way around, but that is why we do this. That's who we want to help. I want to help busy moms and you know everything, but most of us have something going on, right? Yeah. That we just don't talk about. And um, that's who we want to focus on. That's amazing. Those are such good stories. And you get a gold medal. That's super cool. <laughs> I, get a, I get a gold medal. I mean, it's, it's, I, I need to put it in a case and actually put it on the wall, but it's here and, and someday we'll do that. <laughs> now I usually like to wrap up with a top three and I feel like you are a great person to ask this, but what are your top three favorite fitness workouts? Well, I'm the bias there because that's <laughs> totally XE. I can go, all right. First, it's pedaling actually with my arms because never in my entire life have I had toned arms. And for the first time in my life, I do. And I usually sit down on the floor and pedal my arms there. Um, so that's my first one. The second one is I love standing on it and pedaling it at my desk or um, like with ski poles. And um, I hammer that one. And then, um, and then it goes back and forth between our lying down on the floor position. We have this new accessory that is simply a crazy workout for glutes, but also for core, for people who struggle with their lower back or the recumbent chair position. That's what I primarily do. I also have like a kettlebell underneath my sink and next to my, where I brush my teeth. And sometimes I will do that. Um, I do push-ups before I go to bed, like 20 push-ups usually sometimes I fall off the radar, but I try to do 20 push-ups before I go to bed. Even if I've had a glass of wine, I always try to do 20 push-ups before I go to bed. Um, and during COVID, I've been walking a lot and I've really enjoyed that. And um, it actually hurts my leg that's crooked, but I still do it anyway, because I like it. Um, another thing I do, I do have a Theragun and I think they changed the name. I forget what they changed the name. Um, 
that's have you ever a theragun it's like a pulsating gun or you put it on your muscle and it kind of vibrates the muscle and i i use that and wear aches and pains and try to free up the muscle um and then i mean i i love what peloton is doing i love what tonal's doing and mirror fitness i am a fan of whatever somebody's going to do for me it's about fitting exercise in with my everyday life my everyday routine that doesn't ask me to fall too much outside of my routine um, you know, so I think whatever works for people, but I still go back to the snack on exercise, do jumping, you know, not everybody can do jumping jacks. Like, um, you know, just find what works for you, connect it back to your why of why you're trying to be healthy in the first place. And then that will be the motivator. Yeah. I like that a lot. There's maybe a little more than three, but I, I think those yeah. are all good. All good things. Yeah. I don't, I don't hold people too closely to it. If you want to share more, <laughs> that's always fine. I just, I just ask at least three. If people are only coming yeah. up with two, I'm like, come on, give me a third one. <laughs> yeah. I just say whatever works for you, whatever works for you. For sure. For sure. Uh, well, somehow we've reached the end of the episode already. Oh, that just oh, flew cool. right oh, by. I, if people <laughs> want to learn more about Axie or want to learn more about you or get in touch, how can they, how can they reach you? Um, so our website is probably the best way to find out more about us at um, www.exe.com. We are on social media as well. We do, I do a lot of YouTube videos. So YouTube, if uh, you know, you want to, sometimes I say things that are off the cuff. It's all live. It's a little crazy on occasion. Um, but YouTube and then Facebook is probably our most in channels with our most content. And then my email is just Michelle at exe.com and it's Michelle with one L. Um, at xc.com and that's the easiest way to reach me is probably via email but check out the website too do you have a favorite off the cuff thing you've said on youtube <laughs> or one where you were like mm, i shouldn't have said that <laughs> well you know i think for uh, i probably have cursed more since covid i really try not to do that because we all we i just try not to be offensive in any way um you know no, I don't. On occasion, <laughs> my son will come in when he was little. Now he's 15. When he was like 10 or 11, he would come and do videos with me and now he won't. So I love those ones because now he's cool and he's 15 and he thinks I'm a nerd. Right. So, um, yeah, no, probably like when, when I have guests that I get to have on and we just go live and they haven't done it before and it's just real like that. Right. It's authentic. And it's my favorite way to do things. Yeah. I think that's, that's like the beauty of having live uh yeah live looks like that it's like you're, you're never entirely sure what to expect and yeah it, yeah it might go off the rails occasionally but i think usually it's just a, a good time all around yeah i think so too <laughs> awesome well michelle thank you so much for taking the time to chat this is great i am literally gonna go exercise after this uh so good, you, good, have, good. you have inspired try, me try the arm circles oh, i'm telling you i yeah they are abs it's it's like absurd how effective they are <laughs> it is what it is it is absurd how effective upper body cardio is people don't know they focus so much on their legs upper body okay and i'm not talking about bicep curls and all of that upper body conditioning if people could walk away with one thing of trying to incorporate upper body conditioning anything by you know isometric pulls you know and with xe i mean we can just you can get it up really high you know but just upper body conditioning is the secret even if you're tremendously overweight you can move your arms there's a i think it's a tracy anderson workout on youtube that's like yeah it's just seven minutes or eight minutes long yeah. super easy yeah. and one of uh, our one of my coworkers shared it a few months ago and every once in a while 
I'll revisit it or someone else will and be like, hey, I did that arm workout again. And like, I hate myself, but also it was great. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's a secret. It is a secret and everybody needs to know about it. Love it. We're spreading the word, spreading the word. Spreading the word, spread cardio. the word. And awesome. of course, we'll always end uh, with a corny joke. And I, I wanted it to be fitness themed, but then I heard this other one and I wanted to share it. It's more Halloween okay. themed, I guess. But okay. uh, what do witches put in their hair? What? Scare spray. Ah, Get off to that's, cute. <laughs> <laughs> that's cute. That's cute. That's <laughs> cute.